Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What are you doing, Wagner? That's what we're doing. We're doing what are you doing, Wagner? Just things that are, what are you doing around the world of sports, maybe not sports, coloring outside the lines. Welcome in, welcome back, Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosen with Mark Rohde with you. I don't know if we've heard from... Eli, has Eli gotten back to you yet, Mark? No, no, no. I, I text him, Julio text. He might even be doing his his on air thing too right now. Yeah. He might be doing something. On, oh wait a minute. Um, yeah. Okay. All good. All right. Okay. And so, and to our knowledge, nobody has been using. Adam Schefter in the last hour to run yet another version of Russell Wilson to the Bears. The Bears are very interested. Yes, yes, yes. So we have no update on that. So we're doing, what are you doing, Wagner? And St. Patrick's Day was this week. It also marked, I did not know this, the 70th anniversary of the birth of Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell turned 70 on St. Patrick's Day. Now, we had talked about the battered bastards of baseball. One of the greatest baseball documentaries. You can find it on your systems. Run to get it. It's about the Portland Mavericks that his dad, Bing, ran. And it's a wonderful story. It's just great. And Kurt is featured in it. But it tells a wonderful story. People who, White Sox fans, who love the Vecchian touch will, will like that. But for me, Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks in Miracle. I mean, if you've never, if you ever had the chance to be around Herb Brooks, hear him talk, interview him, whatever, you you could feel it, hear it. It was a thing. And there were players, we had Jack O'Callaghan on, the U.S. Olympic team, used to live in Chicago, and we talked to him. He was one of the technical directors on Miracle. He mm-hmm. said that, he said he and four other teammates were asked to write down what they remember Herb Brooks saying before the game against the Soviets that Friday night, that game that was on tape delay, that miracle game. And the five of them independently wrote down virtually the same thing. And I don't know if that's what makes this speech, his speech in Miracle before the game, more powerful. But I think this is one of the best movie sports moments ever is Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks before the players who pulled off the miracle were while they were in the locker room. 
Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Oh, man. I, if, if that weren't such Hollywood, it would be such Hollywood schmaltz if it just weren't true. I love that. I love it. That, that was good. Moment. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like, that was one of these movies that uh, I, I was I was a late uh, comer to that movie. And everybody uh-huh. it was one of those, oh, you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. It's great. I can't believe you haven't seen You know, that, that whole routine. And then I saw it, and it actually lived up to it. Like, so it was, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. It do was it again, great. yeah. And that was all true. Right, that whole right, scene. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Manny's Deli had put out essentially a challenge to its its customers. Um, it said, if if we go 30 days with perfect mask, perfect masking, we'll give out free sandwiches. Now, that's not to be trifled with. That's Manny's Deli. That's legendary. That's, that's the greatest Reuben ever. So... They tweeted that out and said, we have, and that was this week, we've yet to get past one o'clock in the afternoon on any day. So that's where they are (laughs) as far as perfect masking. But this is even better. Manny's Deli just doesn't care about anything else. The Chicago Tribune food and dining account, Twitter account, tweeted out, hey, Manny's Deli, mask check, question mark. And Manny's Deli replied, listen, Chicago Tribune food, it's not going great. Almost as bad as the Chicago Bears picking up Andy Dalton. Oh, man. That's outstanding. That is just outstanding. I love that. That's the way way it works. Um, Have you seen, you know, of all the things that get watched, I watch less college basketball. You probably watch less hockey, but there was, and and we should have as a book as a guest sometime. Less hockey. Amen. The, um, AJ Malesko is a analyst. She does a lot of games. She's been in the studio. She's done men's games, women's games. I love this. I covered this woman when she was fresh out of Harvard and playing for the U.S. Olympic team. The first in 1998 in Nagano. The 
she was on that gold medal winning team the first time women's hockey was a medal sport. And I just thought, this, this is a wonderful woman to talk to. She retweeted this. It is sort of a whiteboard of the way youth hockey works. And even if you're not a hockey parent, you can appreciate this. So the, the kids are profiled. So it's center ice, right in the face-off dot. It says, coach's kid. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Coach's <laughs> kid. Yes. On one side, the left wing here, or the right wing here, is clueless kid. And on the left wing is fastest kid. And then your two defensemen, one is the strongest kid, and one is the tallest kid. And in goal, it just says sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) And she's a goalie mom. Wow. AJ AJ Malesko. I just, I love that. I think that's GM, goalie mom. Goalie mom, yeah. yeah. So if you were to see this, and maybe you have seen this, maybe you had the same kind of, on Twitter, you you see a lot of stuff you don't sign up for. So there was this HBO Max show that will be on. And I had no idea. I still have really have no idea who Rosanna Pansino is. Do you know who Rosanna Pansino is? No, I know who Rosanna Rosanna Dana is. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but not that one. Rosanna or whatever yeah no I clicked on this because I thought it'd be perfect for our show because the show is called Baketopia oh wow wouldn't that be perfect except totally. it's, a, it's a baking show a real baking show where we had Rick Camp on everything's cake yeah everything's dessert everything's baked that's what it is. I have no idea. I know the baking shows, and the, but the diva cannot stop watching the British baking show, the British Spring, Spring Championship, the where they always, they're held outside and it's raining, and why would you eat the British baking stuff anyways? But Baketopia would be, how did someone, how did we not come up with that? That's all I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. It's all, it, like when I hear stuff like this, it makes me want to fold it up. As creative as you and I think we are sometimes and as cute as we think we are with what we do, and then somebody just blows us out of the water like that. I don't know, Steve. It might be time to change our identity. Um, it could be. It could yeah. be. Maybe we'll be, maybe we'll be this guy. Because we know criminals are dumb. That's why they're criminals. Right. But, but you'll like the – there's a certain comedy in this plan, and this is according to – court documents in Texas. During the summer of 2019, when when a man named with the last name of Warren, Eric Dion Warren, went into a bank in Wolferth, Texas. I have no idea where it is. He walked up to a teller and the man put a bag in front and it was from a fast food restaurant and the note on the counter said, this is a Bleeping robbery, play with me and die. I want $10,000 in 50 and $100 bills. Now you got one minute or I will kill you. So he showed the teller the note, took out what looked like a handgun and said, I ain't playing around. I only want hundreds and fifties. So the teller gave Warren money from her drawer and 
including stacks of 20s, which, of course, have the recorded serial numbers. Ooh. <clears throat> so he took the cash, and he drove away in a vehicle that he had been loaned by a car dealership. He wanted to take it out for a test drive. And he wanted to take it for one last drive as he said he was in the process of finalizing the sale of a BMW. 15 minutes after the robbery, he walks back into the dealership in the loaned vehicle and began waving around the cash, literally waving around the cash eventually going into the finance office and trying to finalize the purchase of the BMW with $3,000 cash as a down payment that he just got from the bank he robbed. (laughs) Wow. It just so happens this would not be the first time that either a bank or a car dealership had heard of such a thing. Because at about this time, an employee at the dealership got a call informing him about the recent bank robbery. While this guy is still there, this Warren guy is waving the cash around. So the employee called police. Thank you. And he was arrested. He had more than five grand on him. The serial numbers matched. And that's what was going on. Dude, I got something for you. (laughs) What? Okay. I got something for you. All right. Okay. This is the, this is the tweet. Breaking from, news on the scores. Yeah, from WGN TV News. Uh huh. The verified account. It says Cubs minor league player arrested after police find 21 pounds of meth in a duffel bag. Walter White style. What are you doing, Wagner? Jesse. Um, wow. Do we have the Cubs see. minor okay, leaguer's here we go. name? Here, here we go. I'll read the story. This is it says Dateline Eagle, Colorado. A Cubs minor league baseball player was arrested in Colorado after police found oxycodone pills and 21 pounds of meth in a duffel bag. Jesus Carmago Corrales. 25, was arrested Wednesday in Eagle, Colorado after police pulled him over when they saw a car speeding and drifting in and out of his lane. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not to draw attention to yourself. Yeah, right. 21 pounds of meth. Maybe it was like a Walter White descendant, because that's something Walter White would do. He'd get in his his Mustang, right? Jesse! Right. What are you you doing? Yeah. Say my name. Take it easy, Mr. White. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So wow. That that and I just happed upon this story. So I'm sorry to hijack you like that, but I no, just no, no. That, That's yeah. perfect. That's just perfect. So where the Cubs come down on Matt, 21 pounds of meth. Did was he driving? Did they say what kind of car was he driving? A, a an RV by any chance? Well, there's more out? here. There's, let me read on. And if he's really a good minor leaguer, what's he doing in Eagle, Colorado? Yeah, I don't know. The Eagle County Sheriff's Office said that they searched the car and their canine took interest in the car's rear wheel well and also under the rear seat. After further searching, police found the driver's duffel bag, which was covered with essential oils. Inside the bag 
was 21 pounds of meth, 1.2 pounds of oxycodone pills, several baseball gloves, cleats, and $1,000 in cash. There were two other people in the car during the search, and police said that they were released after they determined that they had no knowledge of the drugs. Camargo Corrales now faces several felony drug charges. His bond was set at $75,000, period. End of story. All righty, then. That's quite... That's quite a thing. That Cubs are a Cubs are going to be a happening team. They're going to. He's like a mini Sam Hurd. Yes, he is. Or well, that's more than well, how much? Is, what, 250 pounds of pot? Is that what the Sam Hurd had? Yeah, something yeah. crazy like that. And uh, and it was uh, and and Julio popping in with the Esteban Loiza too. Like it's like what? What? Yeah. Wow. What, do you do? Okay. what are you doing, Esteban Loaiza? Being the Beth Mule. Yeah, and, and Eagle Colorado was uh, seen of some other, was was an alleged crime that Kobe Bryant apparently wasn't charged with as much as a lot of people thought he should have been. So there you go. Wow. What a thing. Yeah, um, that is, uh, yeah, that that is Eagle all Colorado. sorts of different layers. I wonder if he's going to get... They're gonna go ahead and cut him. Like uh, he's not gonna be making any. <laughs> we don't want you associated with. So is it was it a Cubs duffel bag? Um, let me see. Because team gear, that's that's great. That'd be a great team yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, that it's would. Team gear. Hold on. The... Oh no, that's not the. Shoot, I just I just lost the store. I'll 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 try to find. I don't know that. That's you know a good question. Going... Though. Ian Happ, a regular contributor to the uh, Bernstein and Rahimi show. Uh, weekly, he has a weekly spot. He he apparently printed up T-shirts, the generic T-shirts for the team. So like David Ross is wearing one today that says manager, and they have one that says trainer. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen it reported what they all were, but it was apparently Ian Happ's idea. It may say pitcher, or outfielder, or starter, or reliever, or whatever it is. So now I don't know if he's got one that says drug mule, but there would be a need for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's quite a thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, hold on, I can get this. Uh, I can get this back up. Oh God, it is a Cubs bag. Yeah. Oh go. yeah. Yeah. No, there they um, they put a picture up of the Cubs bag. And then all the bags of meth. Oh my God! Yeah, there you go. It, it's it's crystal meth night here at Wrigley for the twenty percent of the fans who are allowed to come in. I'm subtweeting it right doing. now to yeah. you. All right, so there are two comebacks in the last little while that, that are worth discussing. One is Daryl Sutter, former Blackhawks captain and coach, <coughs> Kings coach and Flames coach. He's back coaching the Flames. And they're playing better because that's what Daryl Sutter does. He makes teams better. They got to the finals, but they lost to the Hurricanes in, um, I can't remember what year it was, but that was Daryl said he has unfinished business. Daryl is a wonderfully droll, dry, funny guy who brooks no stupidity. So when he was named coach of the Kings, when he was offered the Kings job in 2012 and he would go on to win Two Stanley Cups. The Blackhawks fans are very familiar with all those battles. So 
he recall the a Rich Hammond a reporter recalls Daryl being asked what you were doing when Dean Lombardi, then GM of the Cubs, uh, the Kings, at, offered you the job. And the farmer from Alberta said, "Well, I wasn't shoveling bleep, but I had been that morning." That's that's Daryl Sutter. <laughs> That, that's where you go. And 26 years ago this week came the uh-huh. famous facts. I'm back. Oh. Wow. Yeah. 26 years ago this week, I'm back. It keeps so coming back. It. I love it. Yeah. So there we go. That's uh, what are you doing, Wagner? And as long as we were talking about the Jesus Carmago Corrales he had a Cubs bag filled with 21 pounds of meth and oxy. And that is just... Yeah, I retweeted the story. In Eagle, Colorado, so. where the Cubs are not holding spring training. Yeah, it's just, it's at the top of my Twitter page right now if you want to check Saw out that. the story and see the picture. You can see the picture. If you want to see real drugs and drug bags and a Cubs duffel bag, it's it's all right there. That's right. So we'll take a break when we come back. Speaking of the Cubs, there was there's more to this Lee Elia rant, stuff I did not know, but a texter helped us out. And I verified this. This kind of knocked me over. So Lee Elia, the rant, and this note that you'll never forget because it's just indelible. It will be after I tell you. Saturday Suckage, thanks for tuning in. We suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. What are you doing, Wagner? This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. I don't know. The math just doesn't seem right, Mark. I've been trying to figure out what the street value of the 21 pounds of crystal meth that that Cubs minor leaguer had. So if it's yeah, three thousand dollars. It's three hundred dollars per ounce. Four ounces is twelve hundred dollars. Twelve times four is forty-eight hundred. Okay, so it'd be forty-eight hundred dollars for a pound times twenty-one equals. That sounds right. A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand eight hundred dollars. Right. I that guess. would be about twenty-one pounds of. Of that, according to some math I see on the on the interwebs here. So. Yeah. Oh well, you, you know, I was just talking to Julio and. Um, and how? What is surmising he of, for? But, well, no. <laughs> no, no, he was suggesting, and I. Uh, was... We'll talk pricing off air, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julio, you're there. Pricing what was your? To change. What What was your? thought on on this a part of you'd like to share yeah Yeah. i'll share with the class a part of me believes and this is after watching movies and learning about the drug culture that he could possibly be a drug mule a runner steve of course he is there's no question he is he's a drug mule but i'm i'm just wondering how much he had on him i'm not thinking he's doing this i'm thinking he's the middleman because he's running all that stuff so that's why we suggested that Ian Happ's got to add a new T-shirt to the a new generic T-shirt that just says "Drug Mule" for the guy. So, anyways, it sounds like hundred thousand dollars worth. Of, would that be a street value of twenty-one pounds of crystal meth? I don't know. 
I know, but anyways, that's where we are. I mean, we're all acting like, well, I don't I know. know. But I did I tell Mark, know. Steve, that I have a small play on drug mule money line in this story. <laughs> Do you really? That's good. First half, second half. Is it... Just okay. full game. Yeah. Just full game. Yeah. I don't mess with halves. Right. It's just full game. Man. Okay, so last, last week we had Les Grobstein on because yeah. we were talking about, he was relating the Lee Elia rant, the story behind it, how it happened. Now, the anniversary of the late Elian isn't until next month, but the rant was came to mind when when, when the whole 80-20, of Wrigley's going to be empty, but 20% of the people come in, and I said they should call it the Lee Elia plan, because in his rant, he talked about 85% of the Chicago people work here, and 15% come out to boo us, go get a job, and he was just, right. he just went on. And the one thing we failed to do, because this is Saturday suckage, is we just didn't play the full rant. And that was stupid, but that right. was us. So yeah. we're going to rectify that error in suckage, and we're going to bring you the Lee Alia rant right here, right now. We're fired now, and there's a little difficulty. We got all these so-called fans that come out here and say they're Cub fans that are supposed to be behind you ripping every f***ing thing you do I'll tell you one f***ing thing I hope we get f***ing hotter than just to stuff it up them 3,000 f***ing people that show up every f***ing day because if they're the real Chicago f***ing fans they can kiss my ass right downtown and print it my am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my f***ing players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the f***ing nickel-dime people that show up? The f***ers don't even work. That's why they're out of the game. They want to go out and get a f***ing job and find out what it's like to go out there and earn a f***ing living. 85% of the world's working. The other 15 come out here. The f***ing playground for the f***ers. Rip them f***ers. Rip them crooked f***ers like the f***ing players. Got guys busting their f***ing ass and them f***ing people do. And that's the Cubs? My f***ing ass. The great f***ing support that the players get around here. I haven't seen it this f***ing year. Don't ask me about any specific play. I won't answer it. I'm not going to talk about specific f***ing plays. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the f***ing job done. Every time we lose a close game it's magnified why this guy bunted and that guy pop up or this guy throw a wild pitch that's baseball fellas that's going to happen that's how runs are scored that's how the balance goes cockeyed that's the difference between victory and defeat right now we have more losses and we have wins everybody associated with this organization have been winners their whole life everybody and the credit is not given in that respect the Changes that have happened in the Cup organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're five and fourteen, and unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb fifteen motherfucking percent that come out to date baseball. The other eighty-five percent are earning a living. I'll tell you, it'll take more than a five and thirteen or five and fourteen to destroy the makeup of this club. I guarantee you that. There's some pros out there that want to can play this game but you're in a stigma of the dodgers and the phillies and the cardinals and all that cheap all these mother editorials about say and uh 
The filly-itis and all that shit is just sickening. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's a disheartening situation we're in right now. Anybody that was associated with a cup organization four or five years ago that came back and sees the multitude of progress that's been made will understand that if they're baseball people, then 5 and 14 doesn't negate all that work. You've got 143 games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them guys out there. Rip me. You want to rip somebody, rip my ass. But don't rip them guys because they're giving everything they can give and right now they're trying to do more than god gave them and that's why we make the simple mistakes that's exactly why but once we hit that groove it'll flow and it will flow the talent's there i don't know how to make it any clearer to you i'm frustrated i'll guarantee you i'm frustrated it'd be different if i walked in this room every day at 8 30 and saw a bunch of guys that didn't give it they give it, and it's a tough National League East. That is it. That's the elite Elia rant as uh, recorded by Les Grobstein. We talked about it last week. We're playing it <laughs> this week because it's a Saturday suckage. So here's something about that I did not know. It was pointed out by a 309 texter, and I went and looked it up, and it's all true, Mark. Maybe you knew this. I've never heard this talked about that rant took place on April 29th, 1983 in uh, the bowels of Wrigley Field. Okay. On April 29th, 1983, in Santa Claus, Indiana, Sandy and Jack Cutler welcomed in a son they would name Jay. Oh, my God. Did you know that? No. Born the day of the Lee Elia rant, and somewhere there's... (laughs) Somewhere it all finally makes sense. Oh my God! He made every Bears fan go off like Lee Elia. True thing. Jay Cutler, born April 29th, 1983. The Lee Elia rant, April 29th, 1983. A state of part, but a state of mind that that is all. It all makes sense now. It does. The the time space continuum is healed. Yeah, full circle there, and um, I'm just thinking about him in... Well, that rant probably never would have happened in this era, would it have? Just because of all the the spate, or the, the knowledge of cameras and... But, the, but then well, again, if somebody I mean, he was, wanted but, it, if somebody yeah. wanted it to happen... I know that even back then when, when if you snuck in a microphone, turned it on, you could do it surreptitiously. There was a, there was a Sparky Anderson rant that was captured on tape even after he turned asked reporters to turn off their mics. He says, look, I just want to say something. Turn off your microphones. And it begins, I've always shot straight with bleeping riders. And then, and he just went off. Um, and I don't know if it would happen today. Would it, with, with Zoom and with... It, if you wanted it to happen, it could happen. Haven't we had... You know what, but then no, again... No famous rants? Then again, like, it... It was still huge because, and and maybe just as many people were getting that because everybody watched like the you know whatever you know radio and then everybody watched the TV news then you know TV sports and I know Gian Greco got some of that, so 
I don't know. People might have gone out of their way a little bit more to actually find that than they would now. I don't know. I don't even know yeah. what I'm saying now. I I think any, any coach who wanted to do that, any player who wanted to do that, would not have. There's some who would. I I don't care. Doesn't matter what the platform is. Doesn't matter where this goes. In fact, the more people, the better. I want to. I want y'all to hear this. So I I think it could yeah. happen. Um. Somebody gets good and mad. That's that's all it is. Right, because yeah, he wanted because like that as Les explained to us, like Les was the first one there. He left, mm-hmm. and then another wave of reporters. Like that's the way it works. Like some, you get word, and then we all, the rest of us, not me, but you know what I'm saying. Everybody comes rushing in, and you know there's a there's yeah. something going down, and then you get the second. And a lot of times, the second wave doesn't happen. Like the person doesn't say angry, but he apparently the second wave was treated to more. Yes, right, and hits just keep on coming. Um, so, anyways, Jay Cutler was born the day that Healy went on that rant. I just thank you, three hundred nine texter. Now it all makes sense. Now it's all good. And I, and leave it to our show to yeah to have the listeners would text in not just with that, but two hundred nine texter right here right now. Crystal meth is thirteen thousand dollars a pound, and we we have another texture says two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Says 21 kilos, not pounds. But didn't you say the WGN story? Didn't you use the word pounds? Oh man, did I? Didn't I? Ma- thought the headline they... on that that you retweeted. Yeah, now said I got to go back to it. I got to go back to it. I got. I'm opening it up right now. Um, it was. Yeah, they do. They said, "Yep, please found oxycodone pills and 21 pounds of meth." Pound. Yeah. They use the word pounds. Um, in, in, in the Cubs duffel bag. Uh, so yeah, they do. I don't know how it works. I guess I'm, it's probably really good that you and I are very not savvy when it comes to the meth, even though we watched Breaking Bad or I did like three times, like the whole and better call Saul. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the diva. Who works for eChannel? As she has been listening online on radio on the Radio.com app on the Score 670. So she is fresh off. I think she's fresh off the Golden Globes. Zoom. Star, oh, fancy on diva the, on the Grammys. But eChannel is is one of the the you know the entertainment version of what we would seek in sports. Sure. And she just texted. Rants definitely still happen today. And they're leaked out, probably intentionally, but who really knows? Like Tom Cruise flipping out at his production crew for allegedly breaking COVID protocols on Mission Impossible set a few months ago. Hmm. I forgot about yep. that. So, so yeah, they 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 do. They thanks, Diva. You know what? So. That's a good point. More actually, there's probably more that gets out now. It's just not as big a deal. As or or it's a 24-hour cycle of a big deal. Like with the Leelia thing, probably in 1983, that was a few weeks worth of material right there, or something that didn't immediately go away because you had the next big video that was coming out. So, but that's that's some good insight from the diva. That's a good jumping-off point. But I think it's decades because the rants that I remember, they they kept in in LA, the Tommy Lasorda rant about there there were. There was one short one about Bavacqua. Bavacqua, yeah. he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a bleeping boat. But the <laughs> right. famous one was Dave Kingman. Yep. What did I think? And what did I think of Kingman's performance? And then he just uh-huh. went off. 
that went on and on and on, and you can find an Earl Weaver rant about a woman who wrote a, sent in a question about tomatoes. <laughs> he just eviscerated this woman that he really? thought the tape was stopped because of where the way he went, and he went on and on and on. Oh, I don't no. know. I'm sure Les has all of these things, and I, and you could just spend hours listening to them because they're so good, and and the the Lasorda, the Earl Weaver. Sparky Anderson, I remember, and obviously the the ones we talked about today were 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 famous for that reason. Um, they still happen, and especially if somebody wants to get you, like the diva's indicating here, the Tom Cruise thing is right. All right, you're gonna yell at us, you you little pipsqueak. Here, we're gonna let this out. There you go. Yeah. Which gets us but you know what, Tom Cruise original... came. Tom actually, in that case, I thought he came across looking good, just because what he was saying was. Right. right. I, I'm not saying yeah. the crew was right. I'm just saying they were. They thought they could exact some revenge. I, got I don't you. ever want to see it again. Ever. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I got that. Settle down, little man. Yeah. By the way, that there was something I forgot. We tried to get Patrick Manley on. We were going to do our first live hit during Wagner, but we couldn't get him. But I did not want to miss this story. Meade County, Meade County High School is in Kentucky. Of course it is. <laughs> a Meade County High School baseball player has been told to cut his mullet or he won't be allowed to play. The superintendent of the Meade County School System, Mark Martin, released a statement saying that the student's hairstyle is in violation of team rules. According to WLKY, TV station down there, a TV station, the written rules for the Meade County baseball team during the season state that the player's hair will be above the ears and no long hair on the neck. According to WLKY, Louisville, Kentucky, Mm. the student was told he has until March 29th to cut the mullet or he'll be forced to sit on the bench for the season. So I learned this because the last line of this story, I'd never heard this phrase for a mullet. Now, we know the description is, right? Business in the front, party in the back, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Meade County, a high school in Kentucky, this this hairstyle apparently is called a Kentucky waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's great. A Kentucky waterfall. And I wonder if the Georgian... I wanted to ask the Georgian, Patrick Manley, what he thought of this. I had the, the Kentucky waterfall, the mullet, everything. Why, why do you think we have mullet now, guys? <laughs> oh, my Don God, Cooper. really? That's Don, Don Cooper, Cooper, no? Don, Don Cooper. Cooper knew, he knew it was called the Kentucky waterfall. I had the, the Kentucky waterfall, the mullet, everything. Why, why do you think we have mullet now, guys? Are you not listening? I <laughs> I don't know why we have a mullet. I just didn't know that was the name of it. Yeah, that's the uh, first time I've ever heard that. Like with you yeah. saying it, I, you know, and then all of a sudden we have random Don Cooper discussing. Don Cooper, where did you come up with that? Um, Julio, Julio like Julio with a heroic moment. I had right the, the yeah. Kentucky waterfall. Yeah. Are you not listening? <laughs> I feel like that should be said after everything Don Cooper says. Are you yes. not listening? Like, the, just yeah. his tone. His tone is always very, come on, you don't know this stuff. Are you right. not listening? Are you not listening? 
Are you not listening? Did you not pay attention? Are you, yeah. are you not listening? Yeah, it's like a, the weird stressing of the syllables, too. I didn't see Joe Dirt in which um, David Spade had a mullet. A text or 209, I'm not sure, but I think that time was used, that time or term probably, was used in Joe Dirt. By the way, where did you come up with the Joe Dirt mullet? Awesome. Oh, my God. Are you reading text I messages right that. now? I, I, I must have been got, got some of the crystal meth that that guy was selling because I'm <laughs> this two on texter did. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I don't know if yeah. you were talking to yourself. A15 or... is just texting in Kentucky Waterfall, the Mississippi mullet. What's well, a mullet? Okay. There you Are go. you not listening? Yeah. Oh, you know what? There was a um, there, it, texture makes a really good point. We were talking about rants. Um, and. Wasn't it Mike Leach, right? I'm 40. I'm a man. Yeah. Wasn't that Mike Leach? I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it still it still happens, and and he didn't care. In fact, he no, you're right. More people. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. And so is the diva. I I just was trying to compare magnitudes of different eras, and you're right. The the video rants are everywhere, but so have they just become. Have we become more immune to them, or just let them have their time and their cycle, and then they're they're gone? I mean, they come back, like like you said, the the Mike Leach rant, like we we just did it, we did it, just came back. But yeah. I just think that since it was a smaller world, then it was bigger when you heard it on the radio or saw it on the nightly news. Yeah, it was rarer. Now it seems to now. Okay, what's next? We're in that. And then speaking of what's next, we're yeah. waiting. Do we? Do we have another, did somebody else feed Adam Schefter something on the latest, on day 75 of the Russell Wilson trade rumor to the Bears update? We need something new. I don't know. Is there? I mean, I can't do everything here. Uh, no, that's why we're asking. Who, who's no update. It, whose turn was it to, to use him? Yeah. No, was... no, nobody. Not yet. Not, you know why? Because today is Saturday. So maybe I I would no, say that the it's news it's whatever yeah news, the cycle re- that's news true to news news yeah news. okay there's well there's maybe news. the cycle restarts tomorrow just to get us you know just to have stuff for the for Mulling Hall you know get things going yeah how do you think that's gonna be when when that Monday with Louisville Louisville oh my guy Loyola playing Illinois and. And that's Monday, and that's and Molly is. What if it's Illinois? Oh yeah, Molly will not be happy. So if it's Illinois, and didn't Layla Rahimi's college beat whatever she gave David? David she beat they beat Moss. Purdue, right? The North yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to Layla Rahimi, and then there's somebody else who went to North Texas too. Oh, Phil I'm Rogers. Sure a lot of Phil Rogers. Phil Rogers. Phil Rogers. Yeah. So congrats to them. I and uh, well, who do they play next? Because I, I don't think I have any reason not to root for Northern Texas. No. I do not know. You're asking the wrong person. Uh, yeah, I figured. I love when you and, and I talk college basketball. Yeah, we certainly did an excellent job. And still no word on Eli. He's still mad. No, nah, we're cool. We text. we text. We text. We text. No, no, come it on? was. No, he's busy right now. We we talked it out. I don't want to make it. Uh, I was in the wrong yesterday. I admit it. And um, so Eli and I are totally cool, and I want to leave it at that because he's awesome. Okay. See? You Darvish was really good in his first first uh, two outings. 
Seven strikeouts, no walks. Remember the former Cub? It wasn't good enough to be on this year's Cubs. Victor Caratini interrupted Darvish's Zoom interview. <laughs> he stuck his face in there and said, change up, bueno. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to take a break, and I don't know. We'll see if we're still on the air after we come back from this commercial break. Saturday's package. Yeah, we got a rant. Kentucky Waterfall. Uh, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. I had the, the Kentucky Waterfall, the mullet, everything. Why, why do you think we have mullet now, guys? Are you not listening? Hey, Stevie Sunshine, it is Rosenblum and Grody. I do have a bit of breaking news. Cubs have issued a statement via SVP of Communications Julian Green on Jesus Camargo. And this is, I'm just reading off of Russell Dorsey of the Sun-Times off his Twitter. And this is what Julian Green says, quote, We are aware of the arrest of one of our minor league players. We are investigating this matter and cannot provide additional comment until we have further details. He was found with a lot of drugs, folks. All right. Thank you. And uh, also, we were wrong. That's why we suck. It was Mike Gundy, not Mike Leach. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oof. So now we know that. But thank goodness for that. All right. I want to thank uh, Julio Rosseo for putting together this marvelous production. Chris Emma, The Score joined us. Rick Camp of The Score joined us. And the I'm Fat podcast, March Fatness, is on. Uh, Mark Rohde was here. I was here. Lee Elia was here. We we're getting rough prices of the cost of uh, a pound of crystal meth. We hope it all works out. If no one important listen to the show, we'll be back next week on The Score. With the Kentucky waterfall, the mullet, everything. Why do you think we? Why do you think we have mullet now, guys? It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh yes, wait, wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. That's yeah. it. Listen to Layla Rahimi on the Bernstein and Rahimi Show middays nine to noon. They are overpaying for their own convenience without any outside factors adjusting the thought process. Whether that be Dalton's performance from last year, which I will argue again, is a very good indication of what you're getting as far as his decision-making process. It's just overpaying for their impatience. Layla tells it like it is with Dan Bernstein middays 9 a.m. to noon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.